Imagine not knowing what your income would be each week. Financial planning would be a nightmare. Almost 90% of Vision's income is free will donations. When supporters commit to monthly giving, it provides greater certainty when budgeting for regular expenses and weighing up new opportunities that arise. Knowing we can rely on regular gifts each month takes some of the guesswork out of operating a faith ministry. Monthly givers who share our mission are called Visionary Extra Mile Partners. And right now, you're invited to join this growing group of faithful supporters. The amount of your tax-deductible monthly gift is completely up to you. What is most important is knowing that you are standing with us to reach Australia for the gospel. Click the banner at vision.org.au or in the Vision app to find out more about becoming a Visionary Extra Mile Partner. It only takes a few minutes, but will have an eternal impact. Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Always love it when Tuesday rolls around because it's so easy to be consumed with the headlines that are happening here in our neck of the woods, in our nation. But there are some significant things that are unfolding even as we speak around the world and especially when you're a Bible-believing Christian and anticipating those things that are happening in the Middle East and specifically as they affect the nation of Israel become very important. Well, Ron Ross is back with us today. He's been scouring the headlines overnight for the latest breaking news. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Ron, let's start with one that's all about the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu calling on the world to help repress Iranians. And you've got President Trump in the US offering to meet Iran's Rouhani anytime, anywhere. Yes, uh, I think uh, Netanyahu uh, shines as a brilliant communicator. The world can help Iranians improve their lives by standing up to a regime that oppresses them and denies them a life of dignity, prosperity and respect, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said on Sunday night. His message was contained in a video released across social media in which he told the story of an imaginary 15-year-old girl called Fatima to illustrate the challenges that face contemporary Iranians. Fatima, Mr. Netanyahu says, has no water, electricity shortages, can't remove her head covering outside the home, and her school is cancelled due to air pollution. She stops at her favourite bakery in the Aladdin Mall to eat cake, Yazdi, but there's a nationwide strike, he continues. Firefighters cannot afford the proper equipment to extinguish fires. Fatima is completely exasperated, the Prime Minister related. Why is everything in my country falling apart, she asks. There are no answers on social media because Facebook and Twitter are banned. But Fatima reads the newspaper and discovers what the regime has done with all the money. Billions wasted moving Iran's army to Syria. Billions wasted to get nuclear weapons. Billions wasted on war in Yemen, Netanyahu says. Mr. Netanyahu concludes by saying that although Fatima is fictitious, she is the true story of millions of Iranians. If you want peace, help Fatima, Netanyahu tells his video audience. 
help the people of Iran to raise their voice against a regime that oppresses them and denies them a life of dignity, prosperity and respect. The video, which was also released with Persian subtitles, is the latest in a series of English-language clips posted by Netanyahu in which he speaks up for Iran's oppressed millions and encourages them to challenge the rulers in the Islamic Republic. Meanwhile, President Trump said yesterday he would be willing to meet with Iranian President Hassan Rouhani with no preconditions on the heels of a fiery exchange of threats earlier this month. I would certainly meet with Iran if they wanted to meet. I don't know if they're ready yet, Trump said when he asked a question at the White House press conference. Trump said he would set no preconditions, and if they want to meet, I'll meet any time they want. The president was asked about Iran after he and the Iranian president traded threats earlier this month. Well, Ron, of course, things look like they could get worse for Iran because the Iranian the Iranian currency is in serious decline as the U.S. sanctions approach. Yes, Iran's currency plunged to another record low at the weekend, dropping past 100,000 rials to one U.S. dollar as Iranians brace for August 7 when the United States is due to reimpose a first lot of sanctions on their economy. In May, the United States pulled out of a 2015 deal between world powers and Tehran, under which international sanctions on Iran were lifted in return for curbs on its nuclear program. Washington decided to reimpose sanctions on Iran upon its withdrawal, accusing it of posing a security threat and has told countries they must halt all imports of Iranian oil from November 4 or face U.S. financial measures. On Sunday, the Iranian rail plunged to 111,500 rails against one U.S. dollar on the unofficial market, down from about 97,500 on Saturday. Ron, let's uh, turn our attention to the United Nations, uh, another one of those contradictions that are within the UN where the non-existent state of Palestine will head a block of 135 nations at the UN. Yes, the so-called state of Palestine next year will preside over the largest block of developing nations at the UN. The group of 77, which has grown to embrace 135 countries since its formation in 1964, was formed as a collective to represent its members' economic interests and boost their bargaining power through mutual agreement. It now represents a total 80% of the world's population. The New York Times reported on Tuesday the Palestinian ambassador to the UN, Riyad Mansour, told them we will be negotiating on behalf of 135 countries. The US and Israel are still denying we are a state, Mr. Mansour said. We walk like a state, we quack like a state, therefore we are a state. Ron, let's draw our attention to Gaza, where there's a serious story that has come to light 
where a terrorist sniper has allegedly used 20 children as human shields to fire at Israeli soldiers. Yeah, the children were used as bait in a sniper's attack that left one IDF officer moderately wounded. A Palestinian in Gaza fired at IDF troops under the cover of 20 children that were sent towards the border fence as decoys, the IDF spokesman said. This is the second sniper attack against the IDF in a week. IDF retaliated against Hamas positions. Soldiers from the Gavati Brigade were lured to the Gaza border to disperse a fake riot put on by the children. A terrorist sniper then used that cover to shoot a soldier. The incident, which the IDF referred to as a terror trap, occurred less than a quarter of a mile from where Staff Sergeant Abav Levy was killed from a Hamas sniper fire. The IDF responded by targeting seven Hamas military positions throughout the Gaza Strip, killing three Hamas fighters and critically wounding another Palestinian. And Ron, uh, we always like to talk about archaeology stories because uncovering all of these ancient archaeological discoveries uh, is very significant, especially for those who are looking to authenticate the biblical narrative. Now there's an archaeology question that archaeologists are looking carefully at. Has a huge block once containing the remains of the apostles, Peter, Philip and Andrew been found, and uh, apparently archaeologists believe so. I think you're interested. Absolutely right. A reliquary that once could have held the remains of Philip, Andrew and Peter has been discovered in the ruins of what may be the ancient Israel city of Bethsaida. Professor Mordecai RBM of the Kinneret Academic College revealed that a 661-pound basalt block with three smooth compartments on top was found in the biblical town also known as El Araj. We suggest cautiously that this could be the reliquary of Peter, Philip and Andrew. This could have been the reliquary of the Church of the Apostles, he said. The town is mentioned in John 1.44 in the Bible as the hometown of Philip, Andrew and Peter. Arbium admitted that it cannot yet be known for sure whether El Araj is indeed ancient Bethsaida but argued that it's a better candidate than other sites that have been proposed, which are being explored by other researchers making a case for them. Archaeologists have been digging through the ruins of a church that once stood in the town, but the reliquary was apparently found by accident. We didn't find it in the excavation, he said. It was found in the debris of an Ottoman-era two-story house built by a rich man from Damascus, who owned all the land locally in the 19th century. His full name was Abdul Rahman Pasha al-Yusuf, and he was called the Beck. The reliquary is believed to have been placed on the floor below the church altar, as the bottom of the stone was rough and not carved like the top. In Byzantine churches, reliquaries that contained sacred relics are positioned that way. Arbium spoke about an 8th century Byzantine pilgrim named St. Willibald who travelled and wrote about the sea around the Sea of Galilee mentioning both the Church of the Apostles and Bethsaida. Willibald only mentioned the Church of two Apostles, Philip and Andrew. He didn't mention Peter 
in that context. I still feel it was the church of the three apostles, the archaeologists said. It's a very interesting question, and one I hope we get the answer to. Well, Ron, we don't worship relics, but we do appreciate the value of the sorts of things that are found archaeologically that bring an affirmation and a confirmation to uh, the authenticity of the Scriptures and therefore the authenticity of our faith today. And uh, just great to hear those sorts of stories and we'll wait with bated breath to hear of some confirmation that might come from those archaeologists as they continue to uncover more evidence about uh, that particular find. Uh, Ron, so great just getting an update with you every week. Appreciate you taking some time to share your thoughts and those headlines with us today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.